0: i the
1: Rich Show, the hottest radio station on the planet. We are broadcasting live out of sunny California. I'm your host, Ms. Nikki Rich, guys. I'm so honored to be here with you guys. The Nikki Rich Show, we are your premier source for entertainment, live streaming, interviews, music, utilizing media marketing tools, and promotional strategies. In helping others build brands through our social platform. And we are here today, guys. We have an exciting, exciting show for you. We have the beginning of our virtual book tour. It starts today. I'm so excited. We have amazing authors we're going to be talking with today. We have none other than attorney and author Tatrie Harrison. We're going to be talking with her on the Bitch Hunt, and we have our second half of the show. We're going to be talking with author C.R. Bryant, based out of Houston. And I'm so pumped up today, guys, because you know it's all about reading and writing and education. That is dear to my heart because. I know some of you know I used to teach school before I got into it, and it's always dear for me to have our amazing and talented writers on. And I want to let you know that the Nikki Rich Show, we are live on iHeartRadio right now as well as Apple Podcasts. So you can listen to us there and Blog Talk Radio. Shout out to blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Nikki Rich Show. Make sure you follow us along on the Nikki Rich Show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Nikki Rich Show TV as well as our official website. Well, guys, I'm so excited about our first guest. She is truly amazing. And I want to say, guys, she in the daytime she's working that courtroom and at night she's getting all her creativity and giving it all into her writing. So I'm honored to welcome all the way from Louisiana. Y'all know that's my heart. Miss Patrice Harrison, welcome. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing well, and thank you for having me.
1: Yes, it's such an honor to have you here today. I love what you're doing. And, you know, I got a chance to check out your book, pretty amazing, you know, the women empowerment coming together. You know, that's what I love. <laughs> all these amazing women coming together, you know. So, I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm try
2: I'm trying to try to put that out there about, you know, what's going on with uh, you know, women professionals and uh, you know, things that we're still dealing with as far as like racism, sexism and uh, colorism issues. Yes.
1: Now, when when did you first realize that you wanted to write?
2: So the story came about because I got arrested in 2017, and from that arrest, um, I was wrongfully arrested, let me say that. And from that arrest, mm-hmm. I, I wound up actually having to go to trial. Um, that was in January of 2018. And after that that situation, I decided I wanted to write uh, my story, and then I decided to try to find other stories that were similar to mine, and that's how you get uh, the five people that I wind up talking about in the book, which includes myself. So it's five chapters, and each chapter, as you said, is about you know some phenomenal, powerful women, and then I take you through how they were treated just because of who they are or who people perceive them to be and then um, take you through how they navigate through each one of their uh, their situations.
1: Mm, Wow. Now, how did you even get the, like, strength to say, hey, I want to take what happened to me, and I want to write it down, and then I want to tell the world? Because it's not easy to tell your stories, you know, to everybody, because some people don't understand. You know, everybody got their opinions, and some people just don't understand.
2: It and I, I I agree with that actually 100%. And I do have um, people that know me or that right here in New Orleans that still have their own narrative about what they think did or did not happen. Um, the mm-hmm. story was meant to try to basically give people an insight into what actually happened, um, to give the the, the truth of, of the matter and not just the one-sided that was you know presented in the media. And as far as the strength, it took a lot. It took me two years to write the story because I started writing the story around May of last, uh, excuse me, of 2018. And so it, it was a lot to be able to put down my story and, you know, sharing a part of myself that I probably normally would not have shared, and especially not in that manner, uh, by putting it in the book, which, would you know, will basically live on even when I'm not here. So, yeah, it was it was a lot, but I was, I'm was i glad that I did it because I think that it, it was necessary.
1: Do you feel that it was therapeutic as well? Because I know for me, when I began, like, even I was just looking at some notepads that I had, and I realized, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm checking off my goals and everything. And I'm like, wow, it's really happening. Do you feel like sometimes when you write, it can be therapeutic? to you, you know, just to even put it on paper. I did find that um,
2: to some degree it was. I also found that I was going, when I, so I, I did it in reverse. I wrote chapters first, and so I wrote my chapter last, even though my chapter is first. Mm-hmm. So as I was writing my story, it, I actually had a couple of moments where I actually had to walk away from it because I started reliving the moments. And so it, there was a couple of times where I was, I was almost placed back there because I'm such a visual person that I mm-hmm. was going through it, and I had to, you know, talk to myself and tell myself that it was okay. But um, now that the story is out, now that it's in print, now that I'm done with it, it, I find that it is therapeutic, and I'm thinking that me doing that put me in a space to where I know now you know, to excuse the pun, that the chapter is closed. Like, that, that story is closed for me, and now it no longer
1: is um, a part of me like it used to be. Now, we can't give everybody all the goods, but, you know, what <laughs> message do you want? To, what is it that you want the people to know? Because sometimes, you know, we we, we all have a message and a reason for writing. So what is it? that you want the people to know about this particular book. One of the things that I want people to know
2: is that this, this story and everyone's story that's in this book is about standing in your truth and being true to yourself and not worrying about or caring about when it, when anybody else may think that it's always best if you stand in your truth. And if that means standing alone, then that's what it means. Mhm.
1: It is, it does. And I always tell others, you know, you have to say, and even that goes for everything you do because being in your truth, yes. it just makes everything easier. When you stand in yes. your truth, be real with yourself; it just makes everything yes. so easy.
2: Yes, no, I agree with that, um, and I, and it's the the name of the book. I think it's so prevalent right now. It's just, it's just crazy because of the fact that we, we're we currently in a, in a climate where, you know, we're talking about Black Lives Matter and um, mm-hmm. we're talking about, you know, sexism, racism, all of these issues. And the name Bitch Hunt is almost like the, the you, um, I was having a conversation with someone about how black women were treated or how a particular black woman was treated. And I said, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a bitch hunt. You know, that's what it, it is. is. It's a bitch hunt. You know, when we it as black men always have to be our own cheerleader because we are the only ones that can stand up to say enough is enough. We're not going to be in the bitch hunt anymore. You're gonna you're gonna respect us and you're gonna see us. And so, uh, you know, I'm I'm just so glad that this book is out at this time because it is a conversation that needs to be needs to be had and needs it needs to be told. It does.
1: It does, and. The thing about it is I know a lot of people are also saying protect our women, black women, protect our black women. We, we are always the last one, <laughs> you know. Yeah. We're protecting everybody, you know, from other races right. to to the black man. And then yeah. who's protecting us? Protecting God, us. we know he is. That's I said. But not. who's protecting we're us? Our right. exactly. We're our own cheerleaders. Right. We're our own cheerleaders. And and it seems like we have the hardest, and and they always say, oh, a black woman, you're strong and you're this, and yes, we are strong, but we hurt, we get pain, you know. They feel like we can just take it, we can take take. Anything. You know, I was just about to say, well, the thing is, we have
2: been the one always holding everything up, but again, like you mm-hmm. said, who's holding who's holding us up? We're holding each other, mm-hmm. up. but sometimes our arms get tired. Somebody else needs to need to hold some stuff up. Yeah,
1: we need help. <laughs> <laughs> and then when it's the black man, they's like, "Oh, y'all got to fight for fight for our black men, fight for it. <laughs> you know." And we do. We're there. We're there, you know. But who is there for us? And it gets hard sometimes, but you know. We stand tall, we not going we we not gonna
2: fall, you know, we stand tall and strong and we just keep going. Well black no women always save the day. Right. We, we always save the day. We always have and we always will. But the thing is, we are the ones that take the brunt of everything. See, we're the ones saving, mm-hmm. but we're also the ones taking the brunt. And that's why again, that's why these stories are so important about each person that I that I wrote about to see that you know, we, we are put in situations where we're having to fight. And so yeah. I think sometimes people forget that we are we're put in those positions. And I think that we shouldn't be put in these positions. And each one of these stories that I talk about, but we, we do get in these situations where we have to fight um, and, and have to prove or have to say, no, recognize us. This is me. I'm not going to be treated this way or You're, you can't treat me this way. Um, because I think that they're used to, like you said, us just taking it or handling it and thinking that it's okay mm-hmm. and that we're not going to step up and say something.
1: Now tell me, you know, I love the cover of the book. You know, it's very creative. How did you come up with it? Because I I see the signs as saying liar, too aggressive, bitch, you know, mm-hmm. and all the people are after this woman, you know, so Right. How
2: did you come up with that? Well, I wanted um, so it was a local artist here in New Orleans that 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 I that I approached to do the cover. Um, I didn't want like just one of those graphic things where they just pick some pictures. I had the the image in my head, and so the mm-hmm. image is Lady Justice. She's black, even though you know Lady Justice doesn't necessarily have a color. I wanted her to be black because this book was about black women. And I got her with the chains coming apart, and she's running. And she's running because all of these people mm-hmm. are coming after You got the judge coming after You got the people coming. You got the police, the police. coming after it's, it's Everybody. And, and they're, they're too aggressive. That's what they call us. They say black people, black women, rather. When we speak up, we're too aggressive. They do call mm-hmm. us a bitch if we try, to, we try to defend ourselves. Well, she's a bitch. And then a liar, oh, she doesn't know what she's talking about. She, 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 she's not telling the truth. So when we stand up, that's the words that are put to us. When we stand up against any type of oppression or any type of disrespect, that's those words mm-hmm. that, along with a whole lot of others that they say to us. And so that's where all of that symbolization came from. And because I'm talking about attorneys, that's why I have the uh, courthouse in the back in the background. And she's basically running out of the courthouse, and then basically trying to get away from those people that are that are coming to attack
1: her. Wow, <laughs> that is amazing. You know, because that's what's happening right now. It's happening right yeah. now. You know, as we yes. speak.
2: It is, and that's, that's why it's such a it, it, it's such an amazing time for me to have come out with the book. It, I mean, I tried to come out with it sooner, but I guess it wasn't supposed to happen then. It was supposed to happen now um, because it is um, so on point with everything that is going on.
1: Mhm. It is. It is. So what is your take, you know, on moving forward with what's happening today? Um, you know, just being you being an attorney and just being in the courtroom and having to go through what you went through and then also, you know, just writing with – right being able to tell your story, what do you – what advice or what do you see in moving forward, us all moving forward? Again, I, I would
2: go back to, again, standing up, not letting somebody try to quiet you. And that's, what, and that's mm-hmm. basically what they tried to do to me. And a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of the other women in the um, in the book that I spoke about in each you know each one of the chapters, not letting somebody quiet you, and and finding that voice, finding that strength to have, and we all have it within ourselves to say that you're not going to allow uh, somebody to you know to, to to destroy you or to make you feel like you don't matter or try to dismiss you. Something that you knew, that you know, rather that you did or did not, you know, didn't, did not do, or in the manner that they're trying to trying to say. Basically, the, at, at the end of the whole thing, you control your narrative, and each person controls their do. narrative, and you want to control your narrative. Never let anybody else control
1: that narrative. And I think now that I think everybody is starting to see, especially. It's like a revolution going on right now, you know, from the, <laughs> the millennials to the older, yeah. the adults and older people. I mean, everybody, you know, they're like, we're not going to keep taking this. We're not going to take this no more. And everybody's standing up, and and they are doing what you're doing, able to fight back, and they're doing it in many ways. They're telling their stories. They're getting on the radios and the TVs and letting people know we are here and we're fighting back. And we're not going to be
2: ignored anymore. You're going to see me Mm-mm. and stop that foolishness about you don't see color. Cause when you don't see color, you don't see me. Don't look at the color. Look at me as a human. Forget about exactly. the whole color. I'm human, And that's, that's all mm-hmm. we want. We want to be recognized as being human, just like, like, just like everybody else. So I'm not going to be ignored, and no one should be allowing that anymore. If something is going on that you don't like, you need to say something.
1: Yes, you do, you do. And you know, I know on the fun side of everything. You know, with <laughs> that being said, I know you also like you like to go to many festivals, attend different events within New Orleans because yeah. it's, it's a culture yes. within the. New Orleans, you can do
2: anything. <laughs> I, I a will, lot, I'm, I'm but gonna... you know, COVID, COVID kind of have all of that on hold. So, but yes, yeah, normally there would be festivals going on. We would have had different festivals. We would have had uh, last month. It would have been uh, Essence Festival. Um, you know, there's uh, my my birthday month is in October, so we have a lot of different things and parades and, and things that go on. Halloween parade and whatnot. So, no, there. you know, as of right now, pretty much everything is canceled. So uh, I know. most I'm doing is basically going to court when I have to, and then I'm at home. <laughs> I'm not going to any festival. I'm
1: going to tell you, I'm so I'm so saddened because I celebrate my uh, birthday every year in New Orleans, every year, oh. during Essence, and I celebrate every single year, and I'm like, this was the first year in a long time that I did not get to go, and it was it was definitely serious, you know. But I'm like, oh my gosh, I miss New Orleans. It's like every year it's refreshing to go because it it's it's like the vibe, the the it's just fun. I love it down there. It's it's like cultural, and then you see black people. You know, it's like. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. Yeah. You know, you see people that look like you. And it just yeah. feels so good.
2: <laughs> I actually live near uh the fairgrounds, which is where they have uh jazz fests and so I get to mm-hmm. hear jazz fests, uh, because of you know, the proximity proximity of where my house is. So of course none of that happened this year, so you know, no jazz fest, no no parking, no people. Wow. Um so it's 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 been, a little, it's been a little sad, um, you know, not being able to have those events. But it's also a time of self-reflection. Um, I've been doing a mm-hmm. lot of that, a lot of meditating, uh, working out, uh, of course, writing, because I am working on a second book. So, um, there, you know, there's other things that I am doing. Um, so, you know, although you have these things that, that are not going on, you know, there are other things that you could be doing, um, you know, things that you probably put in a back burner. That hopefully you know people could be working on, but again, you don't have to do anything. You could stay home, do you know, watch Netflix and chill. I think that's what they call it. yes. So <laughs> uh-huh. so you could do that, you know. But that for me, that's what I'm doing. I am doing doing stuff, and I am still working because the courts are reopened. So you know, I am going back to court, and uh, when I only when I have to, because a lot of stuff is being done via Zoom. So I'm doing stuff uh, via Zoom as well and then um meeting with clients in a minimum because um, i'm trying to limit you know access being in contact with people just you know until this whole covid thing is is under under wraps whenever that's going
1: to be mhm yeah it, it's like it's okay though you know i feel like this is the time like you said for for where you be still for reflection you can create like you working on your second book And I mean, you can work on your third book. (laughs) Actually, I am. It's not working on. Yes. So so it's the time that we create. I feel like you know how every season you got your your working season and you got your preparation season. You know, and then you got the season where you just, you know, live life. You just, you know, read and just have fun (laughs) and then. Whatever, right. but I feel right. like this is the time that you're in, and you're working, you're preparing. So when it's
2: time to open up, you'll be ready. Oh yeah, definitely. And I'm and I'm sorry that you missed your birthday, uh, in New Orleans, but uh, you know we're not going anywhere. And of course, when everything no. gets, you know, where safe, trust me, New Orleans will be open back up, and we will be rolling. Once it opens, it will. It will. <laughs> and, you know,
1: that's why I'm so excited, you know, too, that I created this ritual book tour so that amazing authors like yourself can tell your story. And not only as an author, but as an entrepreneur as well. You know, it's it's important to let people know we can do several things. It's just not just one thing. You know, we can do multiple things here and also write. And there's been a time, there was a time where people could not even have, you couldn't even read. You know, you could, they right. wouldn't even let you read. Right. So, right. you know, That's true. it's so powerful to have the work of that pen. It's, it's, it's powerful <laughs> than you think. <laughs> it's, it's more well, powerful that, than and you it's think. interesting.
2: Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I uh, when I was researching my um, ancestors, I was able to find my, um, let's see, my great-great-great-grandfather who lived in uh, New Orleans. Um, he lived in the original Treme area. Um, he lived on Basin Street. And I found him in the, what was it, 1870s, I want to say, um, census records. And, uh, you know, you can look under there and you can see whether they can read right because they check all that off. Now, the children were able his children um, were reading, were um, marked as reading and writing, well, could read and write, but he was marked as not being able to read and not being able to write. And so when I published the book and when I knew that, you know, when my book came out, I reflected upon that, about how far, you know, my family has come and, you know, people, our people in general, from a time to I'm sure he couldn't have even imagined that he would have a relative Mm -hmm that would ultimately not only read and write, but ultimately would write a book that would, you know, that would, that would be very powerful and, and have uh, a profound, you know, affect a lot of people because the stories are so important. So I reflected upon that. So it's interesting, and you know, that you said that because I, I, I immediately thought of that, um, you know, of that time period of what that was like. Um, and not even being able to imagine, you know, the situations that we're, you know, in, in now. Like I said, being me being able to actually write a story and being able to read and write.
1: Yes, yes, so powerful. Now, Miss Patrice, you know, let everybody <laughs> know where they can find you, you know, in case they wanted to learn more about you and connect with you and also where they can um, purchase
2: your book. Okay. So the book, I keep things simple. So everything is always under my name. dot com is the website. And that's where you could get the information about buying the book. Definitely buy the book. If you want to reach out to me, um, you can uh, reach me on Instagram, um, Katrice Tarrison and then same thing on Facebook. Um, I don't I use, I have Twitter, but I don't really use Twitter. And um, I check, you know, I check my messages. You know the messenger for both Instagram and also for Facebook, and then there is also a way I think to email me on the fa- on the uh, website. So e- any of those platforms, you can definitely reach out to me. And then if you Google my name, you really because I'm an attorney, my information is readily on on um, the internet, so you can find me um, there as well.
1: Yes, you. I mean, it's very <laughs> easy because I mean it's easy to find. You're everywhere. I mean, you are completely everywhere, and it's it's very simple. So anybody out there, you know, you just got to put Miss Patrice Harrison, E-S-Q, and you got it. (laughs) (laughs) You
2: have
1: the (laughs) E-S-Q. You got to let them know. (laughs) Well, yeah. and yeah, I, I mean, and, I, and
2: I'm proud of my ESQ. I also, I'm also a tax attorney as well, so I have an LLM in that too. So let me plug that out okay. there too.
1: <laughs> I know. I, I ain't even going to tell you my letters. <laughs> I, to I know. My, my aunt used to talk about letters. <laughs> no,
2: say, just say your
1: letters. If you have them, say them. <laughs> I got a whole little list behind my name. You know, but it's 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 a blessing. You know, for us yeah. to have you here today, yes. just to be a part of our virtual book tour. We have C R. Author C R. Bryant coming up next too. So I hope you say if you can to check him out. You know, and to everybody, you know, I, I want everybody to network. That you tuned in, network, connect, grow, and build. This is what it's all about. And this is why we have the show here, to have amazing authors like Miss Patrice. And I know a lot of people always say, well, how can I connect? You know, you can call in. You know, call in, you know, network <laughs> with our amazing our, our authors here. You know, this is what it's all about, network with everybody. You right. know?
2: Thank, Nikki, now, thank you. You're so amazing. Thank you so much.
1: Now, do you got any quick shout-outs?
2: anybody? Um just I guess the people in New Orleans. I'll, uh, shout out to the uh to Holly Grove. If you if you uh visit New Orleans then you know Holly
1: Grove. Oh, I went
2: there. <laughs> mhm.
1: Yes, I went there before. <laughs> I I'm telling you. I feel like I'm New Orleans
0: because Master P is you know, he's my favorite oh, rapper.
1: Everybody was <laughs> And I was in his uh in his one of his reality shows and I interview him all the time and I always take pictures you know everything I was like it's so amazing to meet your favorite everybody that inspires you but when I saw you was from the 504 I said oh <laughs> <laughs> he is a 504 <laughs> so I was like that's my seat right there in New Orleans <laughs> oh yeah
2: up the five the five oh four always in full effect.
1: Yes. <laughs> well, I just wanna thank you for being our featured guest today. You know, we're gonna um continue to push, share, and um, you know, share this episode everywhere. We want everybody to know. Um, we're already in the headlines, so we want everybody to know what's happening and what's going on even more you know, through these interviews. And we want everybody to know about you and the Big Touch and everything that you have going on this tape sheet. <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for being our feature guest. Thank you so much. All
2: right. Thank you. I appreciate it.
1: Yes, thank you. And to everybody listening in, we our second half, it's going to start in just a few moments. We got Arthur C.R. Bryant. We, going, we we going from New Orleans to California to Houston. We're going to Houston now, guys. And I'm so excited. You know, we're going to be talking with Arthur C.R. Bryant in the house. We're going to take a quick commercial break because we're going to bring in our next author. So right now. We have Miss Tisha Campbell-Martin I know y'all know from the Martin show And it says I don't want to be alone Here we go Hey What you do to me I'm feeling it deep Something I can't explain That's why it's plain to see What I need you When my mental, can you give me that hour? That that come through when I need you. I like the way you move. I wanna get personal. So much we can do. One thing that I wanna know. Can you really We are live, the Nikki Rich Show virtual book tour, and this is our second half of the show. We have author C.R. Bryant. He is in the house. We're going to be talking with him. He is an amazing author, and he is a poet. (laughs) We're going to be talking with him on his writing, his inspiration, and so much more. So I'm excited and I'm honored to welcome here for the first time at the Mickey Rich Show, Dr. C.R. Brian. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing well, thank you. Thank you. How about yourself?
1: I'm so excited to have you here today.
0: <laughs> yes, it's exciting for me to be on your show. I mean, all the research I've done on you and as a first-time guest, yes, it's very exciting. Me
1: as well, yes, yes. I want to say, you know, you are so inspiring. Um, you know, just from everything you've done, you know, in the past, just uh, you know, because I was a track (laughs) star as well, you know, just (laughs) your background, you know, from being a coach, you know, to training so many people, to also being a former track athlete and graduating from the University of Houston, you know, it's pretty amazing, you know, just your background and just getting into writing. That's that's pretty huge.
0: Yes. I mean, actually, writing started before everything else. It just everything. Okay. Life happens, right? Um, so mm-hmm. writing just as far as publishing happened years later. Um, after after everything, but I've been writing since maybe about the age of eight. Um, well, poetry anyway, not so much books, but poetry I've been writing since about the age of eight. Now, that is when you discovered you was a poet.
1: That's what I'm talking about. I remember <laughs> <laughs> we used to write those poems, have little books and stuff. Were you one of those people that had them books full of different poems?
0: Yes, I was. <laughs> that was me. I, was, I had those little. <laughs> yes, that was me. Plus, you know, you get all the little porn books at the library at school. And yes. <laughs> and you still writing. Yes. yes. You still going. Now, yes, you I'm recently. Still going.
1: You know, your first book that you wrote you know, was Broken But Healed.
0: Yeah. Am I yes. right? That was yes, your first book. Yes, you're absolutely right. That particular book um, is funny because it wasn't even going to be published. I Mm -hmm. um, wrote it because I was dealing with pain um, from things that were going on in my life at the time, and I needed a way to heal, and I knew that writing was my only outlet because you can't just talk to any and everybody about what you're going through and But what I discovered before writing it was that I hadn't dealt with any childhood trauma, um, things that happened in my early adult life. I didn't deal with any of those things, and I didn't grieve uh, my great aunt who raised me. So all of this was coming out while writing that particular book. And when I was finished, I was done. Well, then the publisher friend of mine Um, she was like, give me the stuff so I can go ahead and post it because you need this to be able to help other people. You didn't just write it Mm -hmm. to write it. So uh, she took it and published it and then I come to find out um, of course you know friends and family supported I have family members that got upset with me of course about it because of things that were in the book but um, I started discovering that it was helping other people people I had never met before um, until I was going in doing different trainings and they were like you wrote that book? And I'd be like, yes, that's who I am. And they were like, wow, I have that book. I've already read that book. Um, or I have it in queue, and your book has helped me. So it's like, wow, I didn't know, you know. So it did. It's left several people that I've met that I had never met prior to the writing of the book.
1: Wow, that is amazing, you know. And not only that, your sophomore book, Behind the mask How did you come up with that
0: Okay so Poetry is my passion um, That is what I do That's really how I express myself um, What ended up happening was I had already had chin, um, Put to the side and I was steadily Writing due to um, Heartbreak and Trying to um, Find love again And what ended up happening was A friend posted on um facebook a picture as a matter of fact it is the cover of the book um j9 designs that's who designed it for me because that's who i took it from and i wrote the poem behind the mask because we're always hiding behind a mask as people um we're never showing who we truly are and so that's how the title Mm -hmm. point came about and that's also how the title of the book came about because once you open it up and start reading it it tells a story um the portrait tells a story if you read it in order Um, And so all of that is stuff that happens behind the mask Because we're always hiding ourselves behind a mask Whether it's a smile, whether it's makeup, whether it's I'm okay um, We're always hiding We never show who we truly are um, as people And so that's how it came about behind the mask Wow,
1: That that is so true though Sometimes we do hide, you know And sometimes that's not a bad thing. No, it's not. You're absolutely correct. (laughs) You know, you get things done that way. (laughs) Yes, no, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. You're absolutely correct. Um, And that's what everybody actually originally thought, that it was due to um, the pandemic right now. And it had nothing to Mm -hmm. do with the pandemic um, when it was written. It was just it just so happens to fall in line with what's going on now. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, that's what's so amazing, the timing of everything. It's it's
1: like it's so it's so crazy how the timing, you know, it's all about timing, how things, you know, like are being manifested right now during this time and your work that you've done in the past, it goes with now. Like, isn't that amazing?
0: <laughs> like
1: your hard work, you know, sometimes when you're doing it, you're like, man, I hope this is good. You know, I hope I'm doing it right. But then when they, when these times come up like this and it, it comes and you have written at the right time, you're like, wow. You know, you was on track. <laughs> you were doing what you were supposed to do
0: yeah and and that's so true, and we sometimes miss that as people not knowing why we're doing what we're doing at the time,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then for it to line up, like you said, the way it lined up during this particular time it's it's amazing, you know, um some people call them God, some people call them the universe um but however you look at it, it's just amazing how everything lines up in its due season um when you least expect it, I'll put it that way.
1: Is in your due season. I love that. Now, what are you doing right now? You know, during this season, I know you got these books out here. So, what are you doing? Are you just steady promoting this book, these books, or are you just putting out, getting prepared for another book? So, what are you doing during this time, during this pandemic? <laughs>
0: It's so much that's going on right now during this time, so it is promoting mm-hmm. um behind the mask more than anything else, but there's also um I'm working already on the next poetry book um that's already in the work I already have four um pieces ready to go in there um also I'm getting prepared for my podcast um that I'm starting called love and poetry um oh, and wow. i <laughs> that's plus I run. <laughs> Yes, and plus I run, I have a business that has been slow that I'm getting kicked back off now, and then I still work um, full time, plus being a father. So it's like my life doesn't have a minute of a break because I have to continue doing everything that I'm doing in order to get to where I want to be, and plus set the example for my children.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, children, speaking of, how do you balance that life? You know, from the work, as a life coach, as an author, you know, um, everything you're doing, and then you got your family. How are you balancing all that out?
0: So, um, I'm not going to tell you it's easy, but when you learn to love, um, I love my children, and they're like the most important thing to me. If something happens to them then everything else is secondary, um, when it comes mm-hmm. to, to them. Um, they don't live with me, they live with their mom. Um, so I am I'm good. Um the one that I usually have the most is my youngest who is six years old, who wants to be a pop mm-hmm. star and actress and everything <laughs> else. So I'm trying. So she got so, she's doing um, TikToks
1: over there? <laughs>
0: You would be amazed that you're not going to catch her doing any of that. She does everything where no one is looking. And um, while we're trying to do the recording of the podcast, um, she grabs the microphone and does everything beforehand. But as soon as you turn on the microphone to start recording, she stopped. She had an audition over the weekend. So um, she did everything she was supposed to do. They wanted her to come back, and she did that again. Um, It just wasn't the right agency for her. Mm-hmm. Um, at this time, but she is, you know, one of those outgoing children, and she's actually one of the poems is about her um, that that's in the book um, just because of who she is and her personality. So um, it's not easy, but it's worth it, you know, balancing that for your children because that's why we do what we do is to leave a legacy so it can be passed on generation to generation.
1: Mm hmm. And that's what it's all about. You know, you doing, you doing that now. And then the good thing about it is your children get to see you, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a writer. they see seeing this. Because I know I it's my parents doing certain things. I kind of follow it in that path as well. Like, oh, I want to be my own boss. I want to be the owner of this, you know. So it's it's amazing that they're able to see it from you too, you know. Uh, to see you doing those things as a writer, because you you never know the writing might be what you're doing. It could be instilled in any, any one of your t- children, you know.
0: Yes, yes, no, most definitely. Um, my son has watched since he was little entrepreneur type work. He actually used to tell people he doesn't work, um, he doesn't have a job, he doesn't do anything. He just leaves home and come back. <laughs> Because <laughs> he didn't believe <laughs> because he didn't believe that I actually did you know work all he had ever seen me do is um things or out trying to do whatever it takes to make it, and it didn't look like work to him because everything that we were doing he was able to try to emulate and do it himself as a matter of fact, he was doing it better than I was doing it at a young age, so it, it is truly mm-hmm. amazing that your kids are watching and imitating you as you go. <laughs>
1: Yes, because it's it's just amazing to see that they're paying attention, too. Even when you don't think they're paying attention, they are.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, to the point of where if I'm reading a book, they're watching to see if I'm actually reading a book. Um, it's um, So they start reading books. Um, so it's it all works together, right? You can't tell a child to read a book if you're not willing to read a book or sit and read with them. Um, so it's just amazing to know that you as a parent um, have to set the example for your children if you want them to be successful because they're definitely watching you and what you're doing.
1: Now, do you, are you published through your own company or, do you, or is that another company that your books
0: are published to? Uh, my book is actually published through another company, Purpose Publishing Mm -hmm. Um, and I believe the author and the owner of it has been on your show before, Miss Felicia Dorch. Yes Um, So (laughs) Yes, yes So um, that's who does the publishing of my books for me Um, We were childhood friends, we grew up together So
1: (laughs) That (laughs) is pretty amazing Like teamwork makes the dream work I love that That is awesome.
0: Yes, yes.
1: That is so great to, you know, just have somebody to, you know, just to have people that believe in your vision.
0: Yes, and, I mean, it really does take that, right? I mean, I have a team of people that, um, and when I say a team, they're basically, they're not friends, they're family, right, Um, who Mm -hmm. have stood behind me through thick and thin, have watched me go through things that, when people see you going through things, they usually kind of judge you but I have people who have watched me go through, and other people did not even know I was going through these things because they would say, you're smiling. Why are you so happy? You know, you're just living your life, and when they find out what you're actually going through, they say, you're going through all that, and you have a smile on your face. You continue to doing what uh-huh. you're doing. You continue to help other people. And it's like, yes, I, that doesn't stop me being me I might go home at night and cry by myself or do whatever I need to do because it hurts, you know, but I can't be anyone else but me when I'm still out with you because they're not the cause of what's going on in my life at that time. And that's the one thing Mm -hmm. that we have to always remember is that we're going through at different periods of time, but we don't have to show that we're going through something. Um, You keep living and keep going. Um, And so I recently just heard someone say, um, Why would you, if you're going through, you know, that H word, why would you want to continue going through that, right? Um, Why Mm -hmm. would you want to stay there? Just keep going, you know. So that's that's one of the things. Keep going no matter what you're going through. Keep going. A better day is ahead. All you got to do is keep waking up, keep going, and there you have it. And That is so true.
1: Now, with your poetry, um, you know, just from your books and everything, What message do you want the people to know, you know, just coming from you as a person, as a father, as an author, what message do you want the people to know?
0: I mean, the message that I want people to know is that life is love and love is life. Um, Mm -hmm. That's who we are. That's what we were created to do. That's what we were created to be. Um, that's how we were created—is with love. Um, no matter how we look at it, at the end of the day, we were created with love. And you got to understand that you are love. And once we start to discover that we are love, um, then we will see that everything is okay and that we are loved. So we got to start with ourselves first. Um, and that's the message I'm really trying to get out to people: is we have to love, 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 love. No matter what, love is the answer to everything that we're going through. That is so true. That is true. Now,
1: where can they find you at, you know, on social media, and where can they purchase your book?
0: I am on social media. Um, on Instagram, it is um, at Arthur C.R. Bryant. And then on Facebook, um, it is EBScott. Um, I'm on Twitter, but I'm not a Twitter user like that. Um, I stay away from Twitter. I'm usually just on Instagram or I'm on uh, Facebook. Um, that's where I do mostly everything that I do promoting. And the books can be found on Amazon, um, Behind the Mask, um, C.R. Bryant, and then there's um, What's the Broken But Healed, and that's under C.R. Bryant as well.
1: Now, C.R. Bryant, do you have any uh, shout out? All right, anything you want to, you know, get, share or give to the people out there that inspire you to keep pushing, keep going?
0: I mean, the only words I ever share anyone, first of all, shout out to um, Houston because it is home. Houston. Um, actually, really on the outskirts. <laughs> it's really on the outskirts of a town called La Porte. Um, we normally call it Long Paper, Texas. Um but I definitely want to shout out to all those people, the ones who have supported me um, through my journey. Definitely want to shout out to them um, and to everyone that's actually out there. And the key thing is whatever you do in life, just keep going. Just do it. Don't hesitate. Do it because if it's in your heart, that means it's meant for you to do. No matter um, what you think, you've got to keep going because it's going to get to the right people at the right time.
1: Yes, it is. It is, and you
0: know, when
1: that open up, y'all got to come to California. <laughs>
0: you oh, got to come to L.A. That right there. L.A. is my second. If if I had to choose another place to live, it would be L.A. I worked in uh, Torrance, which is basically L.A. Um, for, yes. For the yes, I was there for months on end, and I would come back to Houston, and then I turn right back around and be right back out there. L.A. is like, if it, if it wasn't for Houston, I would be in California. It would be one of the other. And it would be L.A. It's not even just California. It's L.A. or mm-hmm. Houston, the only two places I want to be as far as if I'm living in the United States. Other than that, take me to Africa, South Africa, Ghana. I would live in one of those two places. But if I'm in yes. the United States, it's, it's Houston or L.A. or nothing else.
1: <laughs> well, you got to let us know when you're there.
0: Oh, I definitely will, and it should be sometime soon. I will be. As soon as, like you said, it opens up a little bit. um, I'm not ready to touch your airplane just yet, but um, as soon as it opens up, then I'll be coming back out there because that's like my second place. (laughs) I (laughs) know.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you, you know, here at the Mickey Rich Show, we have enjoyed talking with you today, you know, and I'm so excited because we've had amazing book tour today so far. And um, also we got some more authors on this weekend, on um, Saturday, but I'm just excited to start it off today <laughs> with you, you know, yes, which
0: I mean... has been awesome, you know. Yes, yes. And I mean, to hear the individual that was before me, um, it's, it's just amazing, like you said, to go from New Orleans, California, then to Houston, and who knows where else you're traveling to on this virtual book tour next, but it's just amazing at all the places that are being touched and by all the authors yes. that are out there. Um, around the country, yes. around the world. Because who knows you? You might be in Africa on Saturday, for all we know. <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly. <laughs> so it it's just so amazing the different areas. Like, and what's so crazy is like our author before Ms. Patrice, You, we were just talking about New Orleans, and you say you were just there. So I'm like, wow! Look how powerful that is. So amazing to have you guys on yes. and.
0: This is so crazy.
1: <laughs> yes, I mean, works. I
0: literally just got into Houston from New Orleans. Literally, like not even wow. an hour ago, I arrived back in Houston from New Orleans and Baton Rouge. <laughs> so,
1: look. <laughs> so that was perfect. Yes, yes, <laughs> and, yes. And I want to let you know that this will air on iHeartRadio as well as blogtalkradio.com, and um, also the Apple Podcast. So you can listen, you can watch it on TV as well. So I'm just so honored to have you here today, and I want to thank you for being our guest.
0: Yes, no, thank you for allowing me to come onto your show and for featuring and doing this book tour. Um, Thank you, thank you very much. And that's all I can say is just thank you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, and I want to let you know you're welcome back anytime, you know, even if you have updates or anything that you would like to talk about, you know, we are here. We tell people, you know, we got we are air time here. We got space, you know, for all our entrepreneurs, <laughs> for everybody that <laughs> wants to get the word out. This is what it's all about, you know?
0: Yes, and... and um that's one of the best things, right, that we're in a time to where we can network and truly network. I think this truly brought people together as a um, as a whole with everything that's going on. Um, mm-hmm. It's just bringing people together, and it's causing network, and it's opening up doors that we never thought were possible to be opened up. So it's definitely a good thing, um, and that's just the way I, I see it and look at it right now during this period in time
1: yes well thank you once again for being our guest today much love to you keep working keep
0: pushing and you know you're welcome back why thank you thank you now if you ever just know an interview with someone who's been studying love for the past few years that's all I've been studying is the word love not I'm just not talking about heroes the romantic love I'm talking about just love on the whole Level of all eight different types of love I promise you I'll be back for that one
1: <laughs> Yes We here You know anytime Okay <laughs>
0: Okay thank you so much
1: Thank you Thank you everybody that's tuned in Thank you for listening to the Nikki Rich Show Make sure that you Log on to the com. Subscribe as well on our YouTube, Nikki Rich the number two. And you know, check us out, guys. Here at the Nikki Rich show, much love to you guys. Thank you for tuning in. You know, this is what it's all about. The number one
0: host that be doing the most. Nicky Rich, 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 Rich. The number one host that be doing the most. Nicky Rich, Rich, Rich. The number one host that be doing the most. Number one house that be doing the most. Nicky rich, rich, rich. Nicky rich, right rich.